Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we also made a new t-shirt. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society, and happy Nintendo Direct Day to you, Mark. Uh, this is uh, my name is Patrick Ellers, and I'm joined as I am always joined by my co-host Mark Mitchell. How's it going, man? It's going great. Uh, happy Nintendo Direct Day to you as well. Many happy Nintendo 64 uh, Virtual Console games. Yeah, no kidding. One for everybody. So. Um, yeah, one for everybody. Uh, and I, I apologize for saying uh, virtual console. That's not what this is. That's right. That's right. But who can blame us? We're we're too uh, wound we're up. We're giddy. That's right. Um, there was a Nintendo Direct today. We're going to spend the majority of this episode talking about it. Um, it was 40 minutes, so this episode will be like three hours. I don't know. Um, but first, Mark, before we get into that, the Sonic Forces borrowing program, would you like to participate in it? Uh, what does it entail? Here, These are the two questions. What does it entail? It entails borrowing my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. You may end up accidentally borrowing my copy of Untitled Goose Game in a box for Sonic Forces. That's fine. It's supposed to happen. It's part of the program, which is perfect. All you have to do in order to participate is get your name on the list. How do you get your name on the list? The next logical question. You email us at NintendoCartridgeSociety at gmail.com and give us a mailing address where we can send you my copy of Sonic Forces or Untitled Goose Game for the Nintendo Switch. You play it for as long as you want. You send it back. I've paid for postage both ways. And you just have a great time with it. Yeah. Uh, like Patrick said, it is the perfect borrowing program. Mm -hmm. Maybe a third question that comes up if you're a newer listener to the show is how long has this program been going? Years. Just absolute years and years. It's been, yeah, it's been half a decade probably at this point. I prefer not to think about that. <laughs> think of how many smiles you've brought, you've yeah, brought yeah. to people. Dozens. Uh, <laughs> It's a slow moving. It's a slow moving uh, process uh -huh. uh, because people like literally take as long as they want with, with these games. A lot of times, people forget about them. Uh, at least once so far, they've gotten lost in the mail. So, uh, it are takes, they are they out there? Are in the world? The, the games are, are out there the world, in the world yes. right now. Yep. So see, it uh, it could be you. It could be you. It's like publisher clearinghouse, kind of. That's not a perfect program, though. No, that is not a perfect program because it's like only one person at a time wins it, right? Right. Oh, two people at a time win this one. Here's another thing that you can do is you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere that you get your podcast that allows you to rate things or star things or give them thumbs up. Uh, we appreciate it so much when you do. It really, really helps people find the show. Patrick and I love reading your written reviews. And if you leave us a five-star review on the U.S. Apple Podcast Store, we'll give you a shout-out on the show. If you leave us a review anywhere else, we can't see it, but we still want to acknowledge it. So let us know. Send us an email. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, and we will give you a shout out. Uh, and then lastly, you should join our discord, uh, uh, send us an email or, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, let us know that you would like to be invited in. We will invite you in, uh, where people are having great conversations about Nintendo stuff. It was popping off this morning as we were discussing the, uh, direct live as it was happening. Um, uh, but Mark, now you and I are, are, uh, I would say we're prepared to discuss the direct a couple hours after it happened. Let's do that. Let's do that right now. 
And I think you're right. I think after a few hours, yeah. I am more prepared to talk about this direct than I was initially after it. Oh, uh, do, you, uh, do you want to tip your hand and reveal like in what way? Well, has, has, has your I thinking I, about it changed? I, I, so I have watched it twice, but I have to admit the second time that I watched it, I was kind of like fast forwarding through some of it. Right. Where it's like, I get it. But... But that's always true with these yeah. things, right? Yeah, definitely. You always get to the point where you're like, oh, this is the JRPG they decided to dig into for 12 <laughs> minutes. Skip, 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 skip. I actually thought this one didn't really have... This one did not have that. Like, it moved pretty quickly. Brisk. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, some game announcements, like uh, this Fire Emblem game that we're going to talk about in just a second. And then immediately, like, here's the trailer. Moving on. We're not diving into this in that's right. any sort of depth that's at right. this moment. Um, Which is kind of strange for a Fire Emblem game, especially one that's coming out in four months. So, what were your overall impressions? Like, Nintendo Direct happened. How are you feeling? Well, what, Mark, was the, what was the temperature? Yeah, yeah. So, you have to remember that my, like, I was living in a land of no expectations, right? Because I, I was like, look, man, all these rumors about, uh, a, you know, HD Wind Waker and a Metroid Prime uh, remake. I'm going to let those rumors wash over me as they have... I've been bombarded by those waves in the past. You are but a stone in the rumor river. I am river. but a stone in the rumor river. That's right. A rock in the rumor river, please. That's better. <laughs> that is better. <laughs> so let's go with the alliteration, please. Um, and uh, so I actually felt pretty good about this direct. I recognize that uh, there are no megaton announcements in here. Um, and these sort of biggest things are either... Um, Reveals of things that we've, or not even reveals, but just like presentations of things that we've seen a bunch of times, um, or like in the case of Fire Emblem Engage, something that we uh, was heavily rumored and leaked and all that kind of stuff. So like, the one thing that I did say uh, yesterday that I wanted was to be surprised, and I wasn't really surprised, but uh, there there are a lot of games in here that I'm excited to play. So yeah, I would say that there is one game in here that was a I never in a million years would have called happening and I'll call I'll call it out when we get to it. I I kind of want to guess. Okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead and guess. Can, can I guess? Yes. It, will you tell me if I get it oh, right? I will. I will. Fitness boxing fist yes. in the North Star. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> it. That was a surprise to me. Didn't see that one coming. No, me neither. <laughs> well, it's, okay. You know, in in terms of uh, like uh, a bundle of announcements. I feel like this was, you know, just the, like in the the medium to like low end. Yeah. Of, uh, what what Nintendo does, but it, it just in terms of like a Nintendo presentation, this thing was so fast. There were so many games in here. The uh, Fist of the North Star thing is so funny. I laughed funny so turn. hard. I laughed uproariously when when they when there was the, the fifth game on the presentation <laughs> here, uh, and then uh, when Mr. Miyamoto comes in to just like <laughs> clown us all uh, for like five minutes of just like strangely paced uh, like. Was anything in that an announcement? I don't know. It was so weird. It was so weird. And I loved it. I loved it. Um, I think that so my kind of like takeaways were like two part two parts of it. Like I agree with you. Like middle tier at best. Like yeah. Nintendo Direct as far as that goes. But after watching this, my thought is like, oh yeah, Nint we are at the end of the Switch as we know it's like lifespan. See that 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 is fascinating because this is not the release schedule for the end of a Nintendo console's lifespan. Oh, I totally disagree. I just there there are some there are some absolute bangers in this lineup. Like 
we got the new Zelda game, Tears of Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, both the uh, that is uh, the, the GameCube and the Wii U, and the that, Wii U. <laughs> I would like to introduce true. you to a Zelda game that is cross generation. There's also a Fire Emblem game in here, which again we are going to talk about. Uh huh. Yeah. So I, but I just feel like like looking at this with you know the uh, Kirby remaster from the Wii era coming yeah. earlier this year, like. I think that Nintendo, because they are only supporting one platform now, are a st- they are just able to support the Switch better. And so, uh, but I also think that the this next hardware that I'm predicting will come, you know, around, I think, probably the time of this, the Breath of the Wild sequel, which I'm going to call it that until we no. get to the... What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, fine. But, um, fine, I retract what I said earlier. <laughs> I said Breath of the Wild too. But uh, I I think this will be this hardware will be different in that I think it's just it will be very similar to the Switch, almost like an NES to Super NES type upgrade. And so I think it's going to be fully backward compatible. So what we think about as like Nintendo cross generation moments, I think is going to be different this time as well. Like I think you can will be able to get this new hardware. And you won't be left out of this new Fire Emblem game that'll been released just a few months earlier, like all that kind of stuff. That, yeah. that's, that's that is my feeling coming out of this presentation. So that's an interesting feeling. Do you think then that if that Breath of the Wild would be cross generational, like you're saying? I do think so. Yeah. Uh, and then what future Nintendo games exclusive to the the new Switch hardware? I do, and I think that's again jumping ahead. Why we didn't see any footage of Pikmin Four? Oh, interesting. Um. It's just, I mean, like that's that that is a, a a fascinating idea that we are seeing like signposts for the end of the generation, you know, whatever that means in 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 this in this era. Um, but I also just like everything is still selling so well. Like, why launch the new hardware unless it's like just to get systems in the hands of people so that when they do find because like right one of the things that we saw with splatoon 3 um there are so many switches out there right now and splatoon is popular enough that it became the fastest selling video game in japan ever right with uh, like almost three and a half million copies sold opening weekend um unheard of astronomically high part of that is only possible because there are so many of those systems out in the wild and like maybe right now you can sell or you know next year you can sell the new Switch without there being a game that you have to play on it, just so that in a couple years' time, when they need to launch the next big thing, there are people ready to buy it on that platform. Yeah, and that's why I feel like this will be more of like a soft generation cross, where, you know, it, just in the same way that the OLED model yeah. was set up kind of as like, here's the premium version of this. People are like buying it that's their first Nintendo Switch, but also a lot of people are upgrading. Right. I think the same sort of thing happens with with this next Switch, where it's like, yeah, like in the beginning, how many is Nintendo going to be able to ship anyways? Especially like right now. So why not, instead of waiting until the Switch, you know, is really trending downward, um, why wait? Why yeah. wait until you reach that point? I mean, I guess, I guess why, why wait is is partially because like you're still selling these, right? Like, um, part of the reason that you put out new hardware is like because your hardware sales are, are flagging and it's like time to put out the next thing. Um, but like, I don't know, the, the all of that sort of like reaches back to a different era of Nintendo for me that like um, 
I guess you sort of see it in the transition from the DS to the 3DS, but even in that, it's not just a hardware upgrade, right? It's also um, like the 3D effects are like that. That's part of it, and they really leaned into like the camera functionality and like AR stuff. Yeah, for lack of a better term, it was the gimmick. Yes, right. That's right. Like that. That they, because in that era of Nintendo hardware, you know, you had the Wii, which the motion controls the, right. were the big thing, and then the Wii U, which the like the tablet controller was like the big thing to be each of nintendo's like hardware had this sort of like uh again gimmick yeah that everything like a central idea from. yes uh, yeah. yeah 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 and you know sometimes that reads as gimmicky and sometimes it's like truly the direction it's you know the mission of, yeah it of, really kind of depends on whether it's successful or not totally right, right. Yeah. yeah um but like yeah, you know, we were talking before, like, the, the example of, like, the Game Boy to the Game Boy Advance. Like, that's a pretty linear um, progression. You put more buttons, you let it play in color, right? Like, that's that's really just a hardware upgrade. Um, but, like, outside of the handhelds, uh, you know, the, the GameCube to the Wii is, uh, that's revolutionary. From the Wii to the Wii U is also revolutionary. From the Wii U to the, uh, to the Switch, like... Every single one of those is like a catastrophic change in like the form factor and like how you interact with the thing. Yeah, I guess like I feel like we're in a different generation of Nintendo than the generation that felt like, okay, to really differentiate ourselves and to um, like the Blue Ocean audience that those sort of like... Uh, I, yeah, I, you, you, just say, came up, say yeah you just came up with a better term for it. Central like... Central thesis, yeah, the, like, the, the, the mission of it. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, those were to, like, broaden the audience of gaming. And gaming now is big enough without that that I don't right. I, I don't know. It doesn't feel to me that that is Nintendo's, like, focus anymore. Nintendo's focus, the way that they're broadening their audience, is through different, like, uh, um, mediums, right? So they're getting into film. They're getting right. into theme parks. They're getting into Lego. They're getting into apparel. Like, they're doing all of those things. And I think that is how the, what they see as the future of, like, expanding Nintendo. And gaming is so ubiquitous at this point right. that I don't know that you need to, uh, that they necessarily feel the need to like radically change because really when you look at the Wii U to the Switch mm-hmm. like it that that I would say is more of like an evolutionary step than you sure, know like but, a big but that evolution to be cheesy as heck that evolution is is revolution right sure. because uh taking taking the 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 gamepad and making it something that you can play anywhere like literally does change your relationship to the hardware right totally it's not just a tweak it's like fundamentally different i mean that's a really great point i mean we won't have to find wait that long to find out whether i'm right or wrong because <laughs> you know it's like eight months until breath of the wild right two <laughs> i'm still calling it's, it that for right now um <laughs> is uh, it's gonna be like an hour before we can use its real name <laughs> is it's um like rumple stiltskin in here i yeah, uh, is going to be released and that's uh, when i think we'll probably know more about nintendo's next hardware but really quick before we get into the nuts and bolts of this, kind of like the second thing, yeah. we talked about it in the episode that we released early, you know, earlier on Tuesday, is I th- my sense of it is that a lot of the reaction to this Nintendo Direct is based on what was rumored for it and reacting to the fact that those rumors did not pan out. Right. And this is always true. This is always true of a Nintendo Direct, and especially back in the days when it was like, 
we knew that there was going to be a direct for a week or when it was like rumored for a week or whatever and like things would pop up um you know that star fox uh r- racing game yeah, uh-huh. the uh donkey kong game that could still be out there um metroid prime 4 metroid prime remake the uh wind waker and twilight princess hd uh ports from the wii u all of that stuff like still out there still could come at any point um but yeah, when when none of those things appear here, and I gotta say, one of them did. Breath of the Wild too did appear at this thing, uh-huh. right? Uh, and the Fire Emblem game that I promise we are about <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> I yeah, I and look, even in a vacuum, I think this would be a okay Nintendo Direct, you know. Um, but I think with because a lot of people had in their minds like games that were supposed to show up here yeah and then when that didn't pan out i think that does color the conversation a little bit it it certainly does i just uh i don't know if if anyone thought that this and you know whatever everyone's entitled to their opinion but like i don't think that this was a bad direct by any stretch of the imagination simply because it starts by revealing a new fire emblem game are we are we finally going to talk about Let's this new talk Fire about Emblem, this new game? Fire Emblem okay. game? Fire Emblem Engage is coming out January 20th, uh, a scant couple months away. Um, this game was, of course, leaked a, a couple a couple months back. The protagonist is some sort of reincarnation of a dragon or, you know, whatever magical nonsense. Uh, has blue and red hair in a very, like, bright graphic sort of way. Um, and seemingly summons heroes from previous Fire Emblem games, um, possibly to gain their strength, possibly to romance and or marry them. It's not clear to <laughs> it, me. It is not clear. It is not clear. Um, so just from the little bit that we saw of, of this game, uh, Mark, do you have any initial impressions? I, I really liked Three Houses. Uh, part of the thing, and that's the only Fire Emblem game that I've ever finished, loved Three Houses. One of the things I really liked about Three Houses was... Um, the monastery and kind of like the yep. school aspect of it. I thought that was Gerig a lot of Monk fun. Monastery. Yes. And this game um, does not have that. Doesn't mean it doesn't have some other uh, thing. But I think if this was the first, if this, if Three Houses did not exist, and if I had not played Three Houses, yeah. I would not have been very excited for Engage. But because I played Three Houses and it got me in there with that like school thing, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. Enjo- enjoyed the entire experience. Um, I am looking forward to checking out Fire Emblem Engage. I, two things that I hope from it. One is that it will continue to have like the, uh, difficulty options that Three Houses did because I really enjoy just being like, you know what? I'm just doing easy. Like the battles, I'm just playing this very casually. From a death off. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And then second, uh, I hope the fact that it's called Engage means that we're going to be able to actually Flying like the Starship re- Enterprise. <laughs> You're going to be able to really romance oh. people for real. <laughs> um, I think so because there's also a lot of ring imagery in the trailer. Um, like I, I think, I think the game is going to be based even more on romancing than uh, previous Fire Emblem games were. Um, if this ends up being like a relationship sim slash Fire Emblem game. Uh, like I'm all the way in, like, I'm all the way in anyway. Right. Like, um, I, I, I fell in love with fire emblem with, uh, fire emblem awakening on the, um, 3ds. And I've been sort of pot committed on all of them since then. Right. That just like a new fire emblem game comes out and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm at least trying it. I'm probably beating it. Um, and so that's like exactly where I am for this. Um, and if, yeah, if, if we can, if I can romance Marth, like, what are we even talking about? <laughs> Were there was Marth? I so I don't know Fire Emblem that yeah. well. Was Marth the only 
like hero from because in the beginning no. they talk about like they're Roy. Like, Roy is in there. There uh, were like fourteen mm-hmm. emblems yeah. or twelve emblems, yeah. you know, that like protected us from this dragon. And so yeah, were there other ones? There were other ones in there. Yeah, I, I so Roy for sure. Um, Marth, yes. Uh, and then I, th- I know I recognized a couple others, mm-hmm. uh, but not as like the the main heroes. Like I didn't see Corin. I didn't see. Um, you know, like Lucina or like any any of those other like big main characters from um, the more recent games. Oh, there, uh, uh, Celica, uh, what one of the um, the the sister of the brother sister pair of uh, Fire Emblem Echoes, um, Shadows of Valentia. Shadows of Valentia. Thank you. Um, yeah, sh- she was in there. Um, so yeah, they're they're definitely. It, it seems like they are sampling from like all across the series, uh, which is very cool and very exciting. Um, it is the kind of thing that makes me wish I could like go back and like play all the Fire Emblem games that I missed. Um, but so many of them are on, uh, well, first of all, so many of them have never been localized. Um, and then like just others are on like inaccessible hardware or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for this game. There is a divine edition that is, uh, going to be coming out. Uh, no price is listed. Pre-orders are coming soon. Uh, which means that at some point here we're going to have a mad scramble to pre-order these things on Best Buy and Walmart and whatever. Um, it, it, there is a, a product page on Nintendo's website too, so maybe they're just doing it. It's, it's not clear to me yet. Um, the Divine Edition comes with a, uh, the, the base game for Fire Emblem Engage, a steelbook, art cards, an art, uh, an art book, and a poster. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm just keeping my eyes peeled for that. This is one that... I want, I want, I want this divine edition. Um, not always the kind of guy who's going after these special editions, but like, this will be the one for me. I think it'll look it just based on the image that they showed. It looked like the same size as the, uh, Fire Emblem, like 30th anniversary yeah. thing that they did. Like the, it seems like they'll look very sleek next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Which is also the same size as the, uh, the Metroid dread one that I have. Like, I think they've landed on a nice, like form factor. Um, so I'm I'm very excited about that. Again, January twentieth is when this comes out, which is so very very soon. Yeah. Up next was It Takes Two, releasing on November fourth. Uh, new to Switch, but previously released on other platforms. It's two player co op, either split screen or local multiplayer with two switches. One of the things that they in my second watch is it sounds like you can do it. There's something called like a friend pass. So I think you may be able to play online if only one person has the copy of the game. Mm, That's Um, good. That's good. But uh, I, so I know that this is a highly praised game that has, you know, been out for a while now, but I am excited for this. Uh, I'm planning on picking it up on Switch. I think it will be a lot of fun. Um, The hook of the game is that you're playing as a, uh, if not a divorced couple, a couple whose relationship is on the rocks, who magically get turned into uh, little like dolls by their child, um, and then you have to do like three D platforming puzzle solving, um, to you know repair your relationship or whatever. Who knows? Who knows what the goal is? Yeah, be not dolls anymore, probably. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I I love a good um uh, a good three D platformer and a good co op game, and this looks like it's gonna be both. Uh, next up is Fatal Frame, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. 
which is coming out sometime in 2023. It is a remake of the 2008 Wii game co-developed by uh, Tecmo, Nintendo, and Grasshopper Manufacturer. Uh, it's a Fatal Frame game. You're walking around a spooky place taking pictures and trying not to get killed by ghosts. Yeah, this is the first time that Mask of the Lunar Eclipse has been released, at least in America. I don't know if it was released in Europe. But mm. um, the one thing that I think is interesting about this is that a while ago we got a re-release of the Wii U game that was a Wii U exclusive, but it was multi-platform. Same right. thing happening here. This was a Wii exclusive, but is also being released on, you know, like PlayStation and Xbox. It's coming everywhere. But uh, I've actually, I've never played a Fatal Frame game. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really, it doesn't really feel like it's for me, um, but... I don't know. Maybe it'd be fun to take pictures of scary ghosts. Yeah, it might be. It seems like it might be fun to play like together, like with another person. I see. You I know? see. Yeah. Uh, after that is Xenoblade Chronicles Three DLC Wave Two, which releases October thirteenth. Mm-hmm. So uh, just about a month away. They teased a new character, and or Eno. Yeah. Yeah. Who's like a robot? Like a robot lady? Uh-huh. Uh, she's part of Wave 3, uh, which doesn't have a, a release date yet. Wait, I thought she... I think she's Wave... Isn't she Wave 2? She's in the I one that comes in, out October 13th. I think she's in Wave 3. <laughs> well, then what's in Wave 2? I don't know. I think it's I think it's uh, maybe, this maybe, robot lady. Maybe the robot lady is, <laughs> it, is in Wave 2. Look, we're, obviously, we're not a Xenoblade uh, Chronicles 3 podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, there, you know, there, there are a couple times here where we sort of just, like, checked in with... Um, either DLC plans or like continued support plans that we already sort of know the shape of them. Um, but it's uh, kind of neat confirmation that like here's a new playable character in, in the game um, and like new quests that like come with her and stuff. So that'll be part of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 ongoing support. Then next is Mark's favorite game, uh, Fitness Boxing Fist of the North Star, uh, coming out March 2023. Never in a million years would have guessed that this was a thing that would ever happen. Uh, can I uh, t- tip my hand here, re- reveal, I don't know what Fist of the North Star is. I just it's know. an anime? Is it, that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's an anime, I think, like a manga as well. Um, it's known, I think, for like the You Are Already Dead meme. Okay. I don't know if I know that. I don't oh, think okay, I know that yeah. Name. But anyways, yes. It, it's like a, it's a, it's an anime. It's a manga. And um, the fact that this exists is amazing to me. Uh, fitness boxing quietly becoming a just killer <laughs> franchise on, on the Switch. I believe this is the third entry uh, in the series. Um, just always showing up at the Nintendo Directs. Uh, and this one has a, a, an IP staple to <laughs> yep. it, which I think yep. is hilarious. More of this. If you're going to do fitness boxing games, like, yeah, put out one that's Rocky. Put out one that's... Uh, you know, uh, Karate Kid. Like, let's let's do it. Yeah, you know, remember Cobra like Kai, probably <laughs> if you want to be current in the uh, kind of like the Twilight years of the rock band and Guitar Hero franchises. Yes, you know when there was like uh, it just like every band Beatles started to rock get one. band, uh-huh. uh, Metallica Guitar Hero. We had the Van Halen Guitar Hero. Yeah, let 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 us reach that point with fitness boxing, please. Where yes. it's like every celebrity. Gordon Ram fitness boxing, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, why you not? You know everybody's getting he one. He stays fit. <laughs> <laughs> Tunic mm-hmm. was the next game up, uh, releasing September twenty-seventh on Switch. It's an isometric Zelda-like where you play as a little fox and you have to decode a um 
made up language. Like they talk about your only guide is this uh, in-game book. Yeah, it's that, like a, and it looks like an instruction manual uh-huh. with like illustrations that are very similar to the illustrations that are in the original Zelda and Zelda Two instruction guides. But uh, it, all of the language in it is like a, in a made-up language that you can decipher as you are working your way through the game. And you're searching for like lost pages in the book. This is another game that has been out on Xbox and PlayStation, but is uh, now coming to Switch. And this is another one that is incredibly highly regarded. Yeah, I am absolutely going to play this game. I wanted to play it on uh, Xbox. I believe it came to Xbox first. Um, or if it didn't, that was just my impression of it at any rate. Um, and I was like, this is great. I'm still at this point subscribed to uh, Xbox Game Pass. I'm going to check it out there. And it wasn't included in Game Pass. Oh. So another reason that I feel justified in having canceled my subscription <laughs> to Game Pass for the third time. Uh, after Tunic, uh, is we got uh, an update on the Front Mission remakes. So Front Mission, uh, of course, is a series of mech combat games um, originally released on, like, starting on like PlayStation um, coming out in the 90s and and then later. Um, So the first Front Mission remake comes out November 2022. Um, Front Mission 2, uh, which was never released outside of Japan, releases sometime next year. And then also revealed in this uh, set of trailers is that Front Mission 3, uh, it will be out at some point in in the future. And this is the first of many, many, many Square Enix games yes. to be featured in this direct. Yes. It's really correct. yeah, it's really interesting because Square Enix does not support Nintendo consoles with like their headline franchises, right? Like Final Fantasy 16 not going to be on Nintendo platform. Isn't it also not going to be on Xbox? Xbox yeah. either. Um yeah. but like Final Fantasy 15 like uh, a new Kingdom Hearts game probably won't show up on Switch, you know, like that kind right, of stuff. Right. And yet... Except for the cloud form. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it, but yet they have found this, like, the games that previously would have been on the 3DS this or previously exactly would have been, you know, yes. like, uh, are now just making it to Switch. And so they release an incredible amount of content uh, on Nintendo platforms. Yeah, I was gonna say platforms, but there's but it's only just one. the one platform. Yeah. yeah, well, and like it's so interesting that like you know we saw a lot of those uh, like from the ground up remakes of uh, the uh, Super Nintendo Final Fantasy games on uh, DS and 3DS. Um, you know the Final Fantasy four and the Final Fantasy five remakes that are like you know little chibi like 3D guys, right? Um, and that like the sort of new equivalent of that is like live alive right that like right. it that came out exclusively on switch which like that's huge right um and it's just there they found this other kind of aesthetic that they can make these games in uh and all of that i think is incredibly cool up next is story of seasons a wonderful life releasing next summer um the first of many many Farming games yeah. we're going to see we're in this direct. Starting a farming count, farming count one at this point. So this is a remake of the GameCube game. Uh, I think at this point it was still Carl called Harvest Moon. They mm-hmm. That like Switch had it made. So when it was released on GameCube, it was Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life. It is now Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life. And um, I've never I've never played this one. I've got to say, just kind of like... It's got a good reputation. It does have a good reputation. My blanket statement on all of these farming sims is that uh, uh, Stardew Valley has kind of ruined me right. on a lot of these. Like, that's all you want to play. Now. I tried to play the I played the demo for the previous Story of Seasons, and I was like, I can't. 
I can't I can't handle this. Like do you think uh, Stardew Valley just does this so well. It just does it so well. Um do you what do you think it would take for there to be a uh, a a farm game that could supplant Star if not supplant Stardew Valley for you, at least like be a game that you could play with. Yeah. I uh, do you know what I think you would have to be is they would have to speed everything up. One of the things that I couldn't get into with the past Story of Seasons yeah. game on the Sounds demo right. is just like because it was as I think partly because it's in 3D, um, everything takes forever. You move slowly, you you know, like your actions take so long, and it's like no, we we've, no, we've got to like fast. speed this up. Right. Like I just don't have the patience. It drove I me play six crazy. Days in this setting. Yeah. yeah, and so um, I that would have to change. I think. Uh, up next, we move over to Splatoon three uh, to get it, the announcement of its first post-release Splatfest. It's a funny thing to have to specify, but you know there was a pre-release Splatfest. Um, uh, this is happening September twenty third through the twenty fifth. The theme is what you take with you to a desert island: grub, gear, or fun. Um, so food, uh, tools, or like playing cards. Yeah. Um, and there will they, they said that there will be more free updates in the future, which I noted on our uh, uh, our run of show here. Duh. Uh, like of course there are going to be more free updates in the future. Yeah. I guess they just really. I mean, uh, Splatoon three, at least in Japan, blowing up. Right. And so uh, I think they're just trying to get the word out on it as also in, in our many Discord. ways as possible. Also in our Discord. Blowing up in our Discord yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, Mark, have you, have you, uh, have, are you, are you staying have, on a team yet? I, I've not. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I think I'm, I think I'm Grub. Okay. Team Grub. Yeah. I uh, think so. I think I'm going Team Gear. Because uh, with gear, then I can hunt for food oh, or, uh-huh. or fish. Yep. Uh, and the fishing could also be my fun. That's right. That's a great point. I feel like gear is the right answer. Yeah, that's a really good point. Well, we'll see. If you see. have food, how are you going to start a fire? <laughs> right? <laughs> well, we'll see if the... Uh, this is this isn't a worldwide Splatfest, right? So this is just North America? Probably, yeah. Um, so I guess we'll see if uh, North America agrees with you. Mm-hmm. Octopath Traveler 2 announced. Releasing February 24th, 2023. You know, I said earlier that I wasn't surprised in this direct. This surprised me. Yeah, this was this surprised me too. Um, I thought it was funny that these two games, this game is releasing so close to the new Fire Emblem game because yeah. it just reminded me a little bit of what happened in July, where um, Live Alive released oh, so close Xenoblade. to Xenoblade Chronicles Three, and the same sort of thing happened there. I was interested in Xenoblade Chronicles Three, but then playing Live Alive, I was like, I think I'm a little RPG'd out. Yeah. And but this time I think it'll happen in reverse. I think I'm going to get Fire Emblem. And since I played Octopath Traveler or some of it, liked it, but found it tedious enough that I didn't finish it, um, I that's kind of tempering my excitement for Octopath Traveler too. Yeah. But I'm very excited for the soundtrack. I'm very excited for the soundtrack. I am also. I don't know. I th- this may be a like I'm I'm preparing to get myself just burned so hard that it's going to be exactly like Octopath Traveler one, but there were some things in this that gave me live alive right like there there was a moment of like someone on horseback 
galloping through right. the gorgeously rendered uh, uh-huh. countryside. There was a section where the characters were like on boats, kind of going through some like islands and stuff. Like it, it feels like this is maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know if this is true. A more dynamic version of Octopath Traveler. I mean, one thing I did really like is the setting seems to be at least steampunk or at least a little more modern because there yeah, was like totally. steam trains yeah. and like all that, and I think that could be really fun. To play with, and like I liked my time with Octopath Traveler. I just like hit a point in the game where I didn't want to play anymore. Right. I, I imagine I'm going to pick up Octopath Traveler two, and maybe that'll be my same experience. But I don't have. But like I enjoyed what I played of Octopath Traveler one. It just wasn't enough to get me to like to want to like finish the game. Yeah. But it, I didn't feel like it was a waste of time. And yeah, same. Uh, so I imagine that I can have a similarly pleasant experience. Whatever that ends up being with Octopath Traveler 2. Yeah, I fully expect to like play the game, be really enjoying it, uh, hit like a boss that's overpowered, uh, you know, like 17 hours into the game, not go back to level up, and then just never play the game anymore. And then I will have gotten 17 hours of like enjoyment out of the game. You know, like I- I'll be perfectly happy with that experience of it. Next up is Fay Farm coming out spring 2023. Uh, don't have anything really to say about this other than to note. Farming count is now up to two. Is this the one that's multiplayer? Can be multiplayer, like Let's. up to four people. I didn't take a lot of notes on uh, some of these games. Um, Fay Farm. Mm-hmm. Yes, local and online multiplayer. Okay. Um, I mean, and they, you can also like you know decorate the house and and stuff like that. So like, there's some sort of Animal Crossing um, in your farming simulator. Um, but yeah, this is just add add added to the added to the pile. Well, up next was another game that actually I was surprised to see, and that's Theater Rhythm, Final Bar. Uh, is it Final Bar Line? Yeah, Final Bar Line. So a bar line in uh in oh, music is okay. uh, something that separates measures. The Final Bar Line is that like double like black bar line that denotes the end of a piece of music. Oh, okay. So yeah, so Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line releases February sixteenth, twenty twenty three. I want to stop us at the pronunciation of uh Theater Rhythm or Theater Rhythm. Um, the uh, announcer in the direct said Theater Rhythm, which. I, I guess makes sense. I'm it, going with it. I, you are welcome to. I'm going to call it theatrhythm. This is where we <laughs> part ways. I know. I, this, a sigh of relief that it's called theater rhythm because this is a, or that I'm choosing to believe that it's called theater rhythm because uh, I've never known how this is yeah. pronounced before. Yeah. I've never heard anybody say it out loud. I mean, it wouldn't be a Square Enix game if we like could easily say the entire name without it, like second guessing ourselves. <laughs> um, but th- I these were what like. Th- DS, 3DS games yes, previously? Th- uh, the original was a 3DS game that came out in 2012. That's just the Theatrhythm Final Fantasy. Uh, Final Fantasy. Um, and then there was a like a re-release of it a couple years later called Theatrhythm uh, Curtain Call, um, which was also on uh, 3DS and just included like you know more tracks but this uh there there was something like 200 tracks in the in the second release of the game this version has 385 tracks from across the final fantasy series yeah and so uh, it's a rhythm game uh where you kind of a thing i haven't played the previous game and so that this may be true there as well but seemingly from this trailer it's like you kind of go through the plot of each of the Final Fantasy games, yeah, seemingly uh, using like the significant moments of music to um, like experience the story, which I think is kind of cool. Um, they also said that additional pieces of music from the Saga series, Near Octopath, and Live Alive, 
plus more, a nebulous more, uh, will be available as DLC in the future. Look, I got to say, uh, hearing that little bit of uh, Megalomania from uh, Live Alive as one of the tracks, that was enough to make me be like, oh, do I have to buy this game? <laughs> and, and that DLC? Because like, I think I absolutely do. It, this... There was a uh, um, a Kingdom Hearts version of this called Kingdom Hearts uh, Melody of Memories that came out on like everything, um, but uh, there was a demo for it available on Switch, and I checked that out and I enjoyed what I played of it. I'm just not connected to the Kingdom Hearts music, mm-hmm. um, so you know, it, it, obviously there are Disney songs in there as well, but like I don't know if if I can go through and like play stuff from the entire Final Fantasy series. Some of those games have like music that is near like so near and dear to my heart and that like is just like etched in my brain forever music that i listen to when i'm not playing video games you know um so yeah i don't this seems like a fun seems like it'll be a fun thing to engage with. i like that it exists yeah me too uh next up uh we get another look at mario plus rabbit sparks of hope still coming out october 20th uh mark do you have anything to, to add about uh sparks of hope no and we don't really learn anything particularly new here either especially considering it was just at the uh that ubisoft, ubisoft forward, forward. Over, over the weekend we didn't see that wiggler uh, and we didn't get a rayman tease here yeah, so that's I mean, right you know whatever up next rune factory 3 special releasing 2023 so a remake of rune factory 3 i think we're up to rune fact like we're up to five five yeah um and then they tease that something new in rune factory is expected in the future okay but hold on what they actually said was a new rune factory series is expected in the future so like what theater rhythm Rune Factory. It could be it could be a theatrhythm game, and I, I like that we're insisting on our uh, 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 <laughs> pronunciations here. Um, next up, the Nintendo 64 on Nintendo Switch Online. We got uh, a bunch of new games uh, revealed that would be coming out through the course of 2022 and 2023. Um, Pilot Wings, Mario Party, and Mario Party 2 are all coming out sometime this year. Mario Party 3, Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2, 1080 Snowboarding, and Excite Bike 64 all coming out in 2023, probably one a month, uh, as has been the sort of pattern so far. But you may say to yourself, wait a minute, Pilot Wings, Mario Party, Mario Party 2, that's only three games. We've got four months left out of this year. What could be filling that fourth month, or the first or second or third, depending? Uh, GoldenEye 64 was the sort of capstone at the end of this, uh, or GoldenEye 007 uh, is coming soon was all they would say as as to when GoldenEye would be coming out. Yeah, uh, later in the day we found out that uh, a, a version of it will be coming to Xbox Game Pass. The Xbox version it has improved c- graphics and frame rate and all that kind of stuff. Um, plus and, up- updated yeah. controls. Which is clutch. The version coming to switch like the other nintendo 64 games is just the you know like nintendo 64 game but it'll have online play like all of these games that are part of like the nintendo switch online libraries do and the online play will be exclusive to the switch version which i think is so interesting that's very it it is very interesting and like uh, but we i think we have to assume that it has no it, it won't have like online lobbies or anything like that it'll be 
the same way that you interact with all the rest of your Nintendo uh, Switch on online games um, that like and uh, from any of those libraries where you can join up with someone and then it's like they're in the living room yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because that's not built into Xbox uh, or, or the, the, the Xbox uh, Game Pass, um, that version won't have the ability to, to do that, um, which is, yeah, it, it's very, it's fascinating to think that like, Nintendo is providing an online service where Xbox is not. Yeah. I um these Nintendo 64 games have turned out to be the most exciting of the uh these like Nintendo Switch online libraries for me because I realize there are so many games in the Nintendo 64 library that I have not played for decades at yeah. this point because they weren't readily available. Nintendo 64 games showed up on like the Wii Virtual Console, we had to pay ten bucks for each one. Yeah, and I didn't buy a lot of Nintendo sixty four games at the time, and but you know like there are great games in the Super Nintendo and Nintendo Switch Online library. There are some great of the games best, and like the NES, but so many of those are just been like available everywhere right. for so long right. that when I see like oh I'm gonna be able to play Pilot Wing sixty four again, I've never played Excite Bike sixty four. Like I'm gonna be able yeah. to experience that. Like, that is exciting to me. Yeah, it's exciting to me, too. The thing that I do find to be a little bit of a bummer is uh, the implication that we're going to get Mario Party, Mario Party 2, and Mario Party 3 <laughs> in three consecutive months. What are we doing? Like, just drop them all at one time. What what What, what is this? Also well, that, and Pokemon Stadium and, and Pokemon, Pokemon Stadium, Stadium 2. Too. Yeah, I'm glad that they're all going to be there. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, I mean, they, they are extremely iterative sequels. Um, not at all like having Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers Two and Super Mario Brothers Three on the NES NSO. You know, like it's just yeah, I don't. I, 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 it doesn't make a lot of sense. To and me. like you pointed out in the uh, Discord discussion this morning, they're really making us wait for DK sixty four. But I am encouraged now in a way that I have not been previously. Donkey Kong sixty four and Diddy Kong Racing, I now believe will come at some point. The fact that Goldeneye, Goldeneye. They got Xbox in a room. They got Rare in a room. They got the they got Barbara Broccoli in a room, and she said, "Yep, okay, bring that Goldeneye <laughs> game uh, out on Switch." Um, it's just it's a, uh, a a legal feat, and I can't believe that we're actually to a place now where it's really really happening. Yeah, it's um too bad that the game is almost unplayable. <laughs> Not yeah. that fun, no. <laughs> Especially like the Xbox version is. Improved graphics and frame rate. Frame rate is huge, right? <laughs> like, GoldenEye, I believe, runs at, like, sub 10 frames per <laughs> right. second. Like, yeah. really looks terrible. <laughs> um, and then the fact that, that it has uh, dual analog stick uh, controls in the Xbox version um, will... I, I, I think that'll make the game playable, but still probably slow and not actually fun. Yeah. Um, whereas the Nintendo 64 version, I think I think everyone's going to be mad when it comes out. And it's ex and it's totally a faithful <laughs> reproduction of the experience of playing GoldenEye. I've never real like, uh, I've never played the, I've never beaten, I should say, the uh, single player campaign. So maybe that'll be a goal for myself. Yeah, that's a good goal. We should, we should both do that because I, I never have either. Yeah. Um, I've played on other people's games that have like the level skip unlocked because once you've Anytime you've cleared a level, you can then just select it um, from there on out. The game does have a great like suite of um, like difficulty settings and uh, like cheats and stuff um, that make it like accessible and fun to play, even if you're bad at um, shooters. Uh, 
and we'll all be bad at shooters uh, with with the classic control scheme. So, up next after that is Various Daylight, an RPG from the Octopath Traveler and Bravely Default developers, but not in that HD two D like That's style. Right. Um, out today, uh, then comes Factorio, which is out on October twenty eighth. This uh, is described as a production line sim. Um, this is, uh, remember uh, a couple, um, months ago, there was like a, a train game that we got a, oh, yeah, uh, uh-huh. a trailer for this looked a lot like that, but instead you're like building stuff. Following that was Ib Ib. I couldn't remember if that's how you send it, said it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, releasing spring 2023. It's a kind of like 2d pixel art game where starring a girl who walks around a museum gets sucked into another world that she gets like, through like a painting, painting it's not clear exactly. and then kind of has to like find her way out looks kind of dark it's a remake of a 2012 japanese game intriguing for sure yeah this is uh this is definitely one where i was like oh i don't know what that is and i think i like it next up was mario strikers battle league getting its update uh you know again this is a this falls under the category of like updates that we know games are getting and just sort of getting a, a few more details. Um, Pauline and Diddy Kong are coming to uh, Mario Strikers Battle League along with another uh, stadium. <laughs> they don't even bother to like they don't say what it is. It. They're just like, yep, new stadium. And this is coming out all sometime this month. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass Wave 3 is coming holiday 2022, but they only deigned to give us two tracks. Only, well, I mean, there will be a total of eight when, the, when it finally launches but yes here in this trailer yes they only showed us two tracks. which is mary mountain from mario kart tour and peach gardens from mario kart ds which i was very Woo! excited to see love peach gardens love mario kart ds uh it'll be very exciting excited to, to hear the music remix yeah for peach gardens um and man it just like you know having just got the the second wave uh it's so exciting to me that there will be another eight tracks when all this is done and the track list has doubled I, it's just a, what, what an amazing time to be uh, playing Mario Kart. Yeah, absolutely. This is followed by Nintendo Switch Sports Golf in particular, um, which we knew was going to be coming out at some point. Uh, that point has now been moved down to holiday 2022. Um, they are they just they said they need more time to develop it. And Mark, we will grant them that. Um, it, it includes uh, online play uh, for up to eight players doing like an elimination golf kind of thing. I just have to assume pretty similar to the uh, elimination bowling. Yeah, um, it seems like yeah. it's. Uh, and they said that the courses are coming from the Wii game, which I guess is kind of a surprise to me. Well, they said 11 courses from the Wii game. Oh, okay. So I don't know if that means there are only those 11 courses or what exactly. Right. And next we get to Shigeru Miyamoto. And this, I mean, Yoshiaki Koizumi is uh, hosting most of this thing, but he kicks it over to to Miyamoto. And this is a, I mean, the last time we got kicked over to Miyamoto was when we got the the Mario movie uh, casting announcement. So, like, I don't know about you, but my heart was in my throat. (laughs) I was really bracing myself. And this was a real showstopper in the sense that the pacing of this was wild, bizarre, all over the place. Yes. Um, So (laughs) Miyamoto comes in. He's like, hey. It's me, Miyamoto. Got yeah. some things to talk about. Um, remember that Mario movie we're making? And at this point, everybody's like, you know, 
clutching yeah, the, right. the the arms of the couch that they're sitting on. You know, everyone's like, just white knuckling <laughs> their way through this Nintendo Direct. Um, and, yeah, and it, 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 very interesting that he continues to name both uh, Illumination Entertainment and or Illumination Animation and uh, Chris Milladondri uh-huh. as like that's he's not he's just like the he's not the director of the film right it's just uh, it's just funny that like that's who they have to but identify. he is a dir- he is a director he is a director at yeah. nintendo now yeah um but yeah it is interesting that like it's seemingly contractually obligated to mention right. those two names every time right like uh quentin tarantino's fourth film exactly <laughs> uh and so yeah all brace everybody's bracing themselves are we finally gonna see like a, fr- a frame, you know, like anything from this movie, no. Right, we're all bracing ourselves to see like a Goomba fart or something, right? <laughs> Doesn't happen. <laughs> Doesn't happen. Um, and so then it's like, okay, uh, what <laughs> what else could this be then? So then Miyamoto moves on and talks about Super Nintendo World opening at Universal Studios Hollywood in 2023. Very exciting. But that's it. Yeah, no, no dates that that's opening. Uh, no, like new features or anything like that. Nope. Um, just saying, uh, it has existed here in Japan for like a year now, and we'll be opening in Hollywood soon. And so, why talk about any of that when you can talk about Pikmin Bloom for like <laughs> four and a half uninterrupted like minutes? Really explaining what Pikmin Bloom is, and I not, have not, to and, wonder why, and, and not just explaining it, but like. It's basically the experience of you're visiting your friends and your friends have an 11-year-old and the 11-year-old is showing you how they play Pikmin Bloom, right? Because we see just like footage of the phone, of like the screen of Miyamoto's phone. Because he's like, here I am in, I'm mostly up here in Kyoto, but I also... <laughs> just like, Sometimes what? I'm in Tokyo. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it was uh, so funny to me. But I really do have to ask... Patrick, why do you think we got like this about Pikmin Bloom after it has been out for like a year? Do you think it is a contractual obligation? Do you think that mm. it is not performed as well as they wanted? And so they're trying to like, you know, like goose it? Like what do you question. think prompted this like mini commercial for Pikmin Bloom at this point in its life? I I mean, honestly, I think at some point, they were. I think anytime they do a Nintendo Direct, someone has to reach out to Mr. Miyamoto, and they're just like, "Hey, do you want? Do you have anything you want to present in this thing?" And and usually he's like, "Oh no, I'm okay." But this time he was like, "Yeah, I want to talk about the fun time I've been having with Pikmin Bloom." Because it's not even like Pikmin is one of his babies, right? Like yep. as, as as a series, but Pikmin Bloom is not one of his games, right? He just likes it. But yeah, I th- and I but I th- I think you hit on something there that I I think you're right that like. Pikmin is one of his babies. Yeah. Because he, he also directed some of those, uh, the animated shorts. Right. A couple years back. Yeah. And um, so I, I, the fact that he did this part of the presentation to talk about Pikmin Bloom and then to reveal that Pikmin 4 is releasing yeah. next year, um, uh, like he is the face of very few franchises at Nintendo anymore. And right. but he is continues to be the face of Pikmin. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. One is also like, this is the only time that we got anything about a mobile game, right? Yeah. Like, um, so he is still representing 
those other pillars that you were mentioning at the top of the show, right? The other ways that Nintendo is like worming its way into people's lives that aren't video games, or at least that aren't console games, is here's the movie, here's the theme park, and here's a mobile game. Yeah, that's um, a good point. And then capped it off with, and that's how we bring you back to console games, i.e. Pikmin 4 coming out at some point. Yeah, 2023 is what they said. But no footage. They did show a still from it. To, and Miyamoto talked about, like, it's a different perspective, like, down from the Pikmin's point of view. Yeah. And also mentioned that, like, the Switch um, makes it easier to control or, like, different to control or something like that. Like, but that's all we got. And the fact that there was no footage or anything makes me think that it is, again, that's one of the reasons I think that there's a new generation of hardware coming out. Sure. And that this yeah. game will be released for it. Uh, I gotta say that nice low camera angle does make it. It makes me excited that it'll be a little bit more actiony, um, and you, that the control will feel a little bit more like immediate and less like real time strategy. And we never, we no longer have to wonder does Pikmin Four exist? Because Miyamoto's been talking about Pikmin Four for years. Yeah, like at least five years. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure at some point it was like rebooted or something like that. Probably. But Pikmin 3 did really well. And so, yeah, just another Nintendo franchise that is uh, riding the high tide of the Nintendo Switch's success. Yeah. And this, I do hope that Pikmin 4 comes out before whatever, like, switch over in hardware so that it has the opportunity to sell Yeah, at the levels of, like, a Splatoon or whatever. Do you think, uh, sorry, this is, uh, again, my, like, whatever projection on what I think hardware is. Do you think that we see Nintendo do a similar thing to that Sony did, where it's, like, generations, this cross-generation thing, where it's, like, yeah, Pikmin 3 is going to, 4 is going to be released on both. Like, you don't need the new Switch to play it. You just need the new Switch if you want it in 4K. But you can still, you know, and for, like, a year or whatever, they are releasing games on both. Yeah, I mean, I I would, yeah, I, I absolutely think that. I, I mean, I, I think that uh, everyone else is doing, uh, you know, hardware that like kind of, or software that scales to whatever the hardware is because you want to release it on so many different platforms, uh, including like anything that goes out on PC, like, you know, you need to have all these sliders and, and, and whatnot. And uh, I, I think that that may just be what Nintendo also has to uh, embrace um, from the current generation to whatever the next ends up looking like. But also we'll see, maybe it'll be a hard cut off and it'll be something confusing and infuriating to all of us. Yeah. Not backwards compatible at all. New, you have to sign up for a new type of account. Oh my God. We definitely <laughs> are. Uh, next up, just dance 2023 coming out in November 22nd. No, this one is not coming to the Wii. That's right. That's right. It, they, it's they're talking about it being like it's a whole new Just Dance 2023, and at the end, I think they said it was like a never-ending party, which just made me think of the Exterminating Angel, which is a it, it's a movie where like uh, people just physically cannot leave a party as much as they want to. Wow. Um, yeah. It it just seems like bad. I know exactly. <laughs> never-ending party. A hell of your own <laughs> making. Just Please Dance 2023. Please. Yeah, she the in the in the trailer the woman like falls onto the couch exhausted and then gets um, a text. Yeah. And she has to like get up again. Yeah. And start dancing. This Sisyphusian dance. <laughs> <laughs> and then was uh, Harvest Stella, which we had seen at a previous Nintendo Director Partner Showcase and at a Nintendo Treehouse. That's right. In this most recent one, they did show it off. 
um, releasing on November 4th. This is another, like, farming sim type thing. We're counting it. That's farming count number three right there. <laughs> We're counting it. It's part, it's part of the count now. Um, there's a demo available for this game right now. This, uh, this one really leans into the, like, dark fantasy. This is Square Enix. Um, so there are demons and combat and mm -hmm. like I, I feel like combat is sort of woven into a lot of these farming games but this one uh seems to be a little bit more centrally featured yep and there's a demo out now yeah that's right uh and then bayonetta 3 is next still coming out october 28th uh i don't know if there was anything new in this trailer uh but they were <laughs> I really thought the narrative of th that they were setting up was funny. That the first one, Bayonetta was fighting to recover her memories. She's fighting for herself. In the second one, she's rescuing her friend from some demons. And in the third one, she's fighting to save the world. So the progression is self, friends, world. Mm -hmm. um, so, sure, why not? Yeah. I, it's, we're elevating the, the stakes. That's a perfect third beat of a, of a herald. So, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's do it. It was also in uh, Bayonetta, they were... Summarizing Bayonetta 2 is like, I played Bayonetta 2. Is, <laughs> is that what that game was about? I mean, I find the, the lore of those games to be pretty much in inscrutable, but I know that's also part of the charm. Up next is Rain Code, coming spring 2023 from the makers of uh, Danganronpa. It's a detective haunted by a ghost that helps him solve mysteries. In fact, like, there's a... Um, what is the... Sorry, I'm gonna look it up. There's yeah, yeah. there's like a uh, subtitle or something to this. It's oh, um is uh, Master Detective Archives Rain Code. Yeah, is the full title of it. So it it, it is taking a sort of like detective style game, uh, but also you get like launched into like dungeons in your mind to try and like bring your theory in line with the memory of what happened. Right. And like the demons in the dungeons are like throwing truth and lie at you and you're like slashing the lies. Uh, it this just seems dope. <laughs> it looks so cool. It looks so crazy. Uh, it's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for this one. I, I hope it's good. Comes out spring 2023. Um, Next up, Mark, let's talk about Resident Evil Village, cloud version, uh, and then let's also talk about three other Resident Evil games that are all uh, basically next-gen games, uh, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, and Resident Evil Biohazard, um, that are all going to be available on Switch via cloud versions. Um, Resident Evil Village comes out on uh, October 28th. Uh, there's a demo out today, which is you know probably just a demo to help you uh, understand what you're buying when you buy the the cloud version of this thing, uh, and then there's DLC coming to Village out on December second. Um, what's going on here? I continue to be very curious about the economics of cloud yes. versions because I personally don't know anybody who, just like anecdotally, who has played them. Yeah, you know, like who is really invested in the cloud versions on Nintendo Switch, especially when all of these games are at this point available on other platforms for very cheap, routinely. Yeah. Um, well, and that's I think going to be the kicker here. I haven't checked, but if I had to guess, I would say that the all of these games, sixty bucks each. Yeah, I would I would guess you're right too because that has been the pattern in the past. You know that we saw with Square Enix. Um, I also thought it was you know years ago, but not, not just sorry to interrupt. But yeah, not just Square Enix like. Um, yeah, yes, oh, yeah, Control is, was 60 bucks. Control was also 60 bucks. yeah. yeah. Um, years ago, I think in 2017 or 2018, in Japan, Capcom had a cloud version of yes. uh, 
uh, Resident Evil Biohazard, like the Resident Evil 7, but that never came here. And so it is interesting to me to see um, 7, 8, plus the remakes of 2 and 3 coming to Switch. But again, like, are they... They must be successful enough, these cloud versions, that they are worth doing. But I don't know if that's because a lot of people are buying them or because they are a low level of effort. Right. Especially because they must be preparing these things for streaming on other platforms, too. Like uh, Luna and uh, Stadia. And do these things still exist? I think they still exist, right? Luna does. Stadia maybe exists in some form. I'm not right. really sure. You don't hear about it much. But the fact of the matter is that there is some streaming going on somewhere. And yeah. so if they're already prepping it for one, like, yeah, yeah, what exactly is the additional investment to make sure that it is also streamable on Switch? Uh, may maybe, maybe not that much. Then we kick into a rapid-fire... Just kind of like one-offs. So, Sifu, the roguelike kung fu game, is releasing on Nintendo Switch on November 8th. Um, performance on this looked rough. Um, uh, it just looked very framey. And this is one that, uh, again, another game that's already out on other platforms yeah, and now right. being ported to Switch. Uh, we got to see a little bit of Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, which is the remake slash remaster, it's not totally clear, of uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII, a uh, prequel to Final Fantasy VII, uh, and it all is, like, done to... It feels like it's more in line with the uh, mechanics and visual style of the remake uh, that launches on December 13th that's coming to, like, all platforms. Radiant Silvergun, a classic shoot-em-up, is releasing today. It's probably out already. Uh, Endless Dungeon, uh, which uh, is, like, a dungeon explorer kind of game, um, is uh, coming out uh, next year. Tales of, Sim Tales of Symphonia Remastered is releasing, I believe this is next year, on Nintendo Switch. So Tales of Symphonia, one of the big GameCube exclusives. Um, and But the remaster was not released on Nintendo platforms. It released on like Xbox and oh, is that the story here? PlayStation. Okay. And now, I think, is finally coming to Switch. Um of it's it's interesting what what do you know about like are the games good are they fun like so i think like the t tales like tales of is a series that has been running for a long time i've never played any of them before yeah. um tales of symphonia was my kind of like introduction to the series existing because in the gamecube era i was a gamecube player right. and so anytime there was like a new release like this they were talking about it a lot in Nintendo Power. And so, um, but I think Tales of Symphonia is one of the well-regarded entries in the Tales series, but I've never played it personally. Uh, do you have any sense of whether the graphical style that we see uh, in in this remaster is like in line with the graphical style of the because it looks kind of like chibi. It does, and yeah. I I don't know. I I, 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 don't know. I don't know. I would love to hear some from uh, hear from some classic Tales of Symphonia fans. Let us know. Uh, is this a you know a horrible um, uh, aesthetic defying uh, choice that they're making here or what? Um, next up is uh, Life is Strange Arcadia Bay Collection. Uh, it's coming out on the 27th, September 27th. Did True Colors ever release on... Did that ever like actually come out on Switch? Uh, up next was... But that's another Square Enix right there. Yep, that's right. Romancing Saga uh, Minstrel Song Remastered 
is launching on Nintendo Switch December 1st. Uh, then uh, Lego Brick Tales uh, coming out this fall uh, on, on Switch. Uh, I don't know... I don't really know anything about Bricktails, but it looks like you're actually like building stuff from like a bird's eye view and then like interacting with it, which uh, sounds like a fun way to interact with like Lego style gameplay. Yeah, a, a totally different take yeah. on Lego games. Uh, Disney Speedstorm from Gameloft, just a reminder that it's coming sometime this year. Uh, there really wasn't any other discussion no. of it. Oh, and you know, we saw this, uh, we saw this game also in the, um, the partner showcase a couple weeks or a couple months ago. And just this last weekend at D23. So, like, they're slowly, like, just positioning this thing. Uh, and, you know, we'll find out more when it comes out. Uh, then Fall Guys Season 2, which begins on September 15th. And then a game I could not believe. Shocking. Exist, existed. I was confident yeah. that we would get no Kirby games. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, the Forgotten Land released in march uh-huh. dream we buffet. got dream buffet just a few mm-hmm. weeks ago Crystal you're telling Shards. me they're gonna release another kirby game already yeah i wouldn't yesterday i shut down patrick so fast it's true so hard and yet I didn't appreciate it kirby's return to dreamland deluxe uh releasing february 24th 2023 revealed here uh, uh originally a wii game remastered or remade not really clear to me for the switch uh, with four-player local co-op. And a new power-up, the, like, mech suit something or other. Um, yeah, I don't... It's a... Uh, why Why are we getting... Why, and I guess it's next year that it's coming out, so, like, it won't be in the same year as uh, And the Forgotten Land, but, like, it's a lot of Kirby. It's it, a lot of Kirby on this, yeah. on this machine. I've never played this one before. Yeah, me neither. Um, it, it is also coming with a collection of um, sub-games. I believe they called them mini-games. But, Mark, you and I know better from Kirby Month. Yeah. They are to be referred to as sub-games. Uh, and it was cool to see a lot of them that we did uh, play and, and mess around with uh, during our Kirby Month, whenever the heck that was, last year, I guess. Earlier this year? When did we do Kirby Month? Must have been earlier this year because it timed up with uh, the release of Forgotten Land. That's absolutely right. That's right. Um, and then, Mark. One more thing, one last announcement, and then we go. It is the reveal of the trailer to the sequel to Breath of the Wild, um, and, and that comes with a name announcement, which is, of course, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Tears is in, like, the things that fall from your eyes. Tears, and not, yes, that's right. Uh, from not layers in a cake. May 12th, a title... And a release date, May 12th, 2023. And that's pretty much it. The You know, we see a glimpse of new footage mm-hmm. um, and some, like, cutscene illustration type things. Right. And the, uh, the, the action, that, so the, the, the sort of tapestry-esque uh, thing that we see, uh, I would say not really anything to divine from that, or at least nothing that I could divine from it. Right. I feel like you see, like, a Zelda-like figure. You see, like, a Zelda-like like figure. floating up. Floating up. You There's also a, a point where there are, like, seven little wispy things around, and, like, is that seven sages? Like, what uh-huh. is, you know, what, what's, what's, what's going on here? Um, uh, and then some sort of, like, villainous character who doesn't appear to be uh, Ganondorf, but, again, who knows? Um and then the actual action of the of, of the game, uh, uh, Link jumping off a seemingly a floating island uh, down to the world below, 
very much a la Skyward Sword. Like, very much. Like, even putting his arms out and, like, falling the, much the same way. Which, again, we've sort of seen in, in previous footage. But then in this one, he lands on, like, some, like, stone bird thing. Right. Um, which is very interesting and cool. And, you know, who, who knows uh, how free it is to fly around the sky uh, on, on that thing. We also see uh, Link, like, grab onto something that appears to be falling up, uh, be it through time manipulation or something it has there's like a a a yellowed out like translucent outline of the thing um which gives the impression of like the sheikah slate abilities from the first game Uh, and then other than that we see him just like kind of climbing around on other stuff uh and i know there's other stuff to drill into there but mostly uh it's exciting to know that we're getting this game in may of next year. Yeah, eight months. Eight months. It's still pretty, still far, pretty away. far away. Yeah. I, For, I think still far enough away that it could be delayed. I could be delayed. And now I'm like, oh, I guess it actually does make sense why we didn't get a big blowout on this because yeah. there's still, still plenty of time. Yeah for them to uh, tell us more about it. But I, I want to talk about the title. Okay. Tears of the Kingdom. Because Zelda titles are very literal, historically. Okay. Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, mm-hmm. um, Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, right? Like they yes. are, uh, even... They refer to specific... With the exception of Breath of the Wild, though. But I would say, yes, Breath of the Wild is more lyrical, but also captures the essence of that game and like the discovery aspect yes, of yes, it like so well. And so uh, Tears of the Kingdom is very, very intriguing to me because if it is as literal as other Zelda titles have been, what does it mean? Yeah, well, and it's, it's also, it's fascinating that it is uh, evoking the same construction as Breath of the Wild, right? It's still, this is still blank of the blank. And with the second blank being like, a location or like evocative of, of, of a space um, and breath of the wild being such a, you know, that that's like nature. It's like nature and nature. And this is like sorrow and like civilization. So like, I don't know, this to me suggests uh, some sort of apocalypse, some sort of like active uh, participation in the end of the world or the end of civilization. Uh, I don't know. We haven't seen like, any NPCs or anything in any of the um, footage that we've seen? We and we have seen such seen little, so little footage. Yes. Like I think all lined up, it's what like twenty seconds and or maybe, something yeah. at most. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what what do you think about the? Uh, I the, the I title? don't know. I I love your interpretation of it. Um, I'm it. I'm very intrigued. Yeah, as to what it what it could mean. Um, when this comes out in May of 2023. That'll be six years between, a little over six years between uh, mainline Zelda releases, right? Because, you know, we've gotten remakes and uh, remasters uh, since then. But, like, it has been a long, it's been a long time yeah, since the last uh, real Zelda game. Uh, I'm very excited to to play it when it does come out. Um, Mark, any, with that's it. We've made our way now through the entire Nintendo Direct. Um, I would like to point out. Didn't get a Game & Watch. No Game & Watch. Um, that makes me think that that happened twice and won't happen again. Same with, like, the uh, the minis, right? Yeah, like, totally. the NES. Yep. Was it Classic Edition? Is that yeah. what they called them? And then the Super Nintendo Classic Edition. Then they were done. Yep. They were like, we, hey, they we got did it out of their twice. system. What do you want us to do, a third time? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I, I think we've hit sort of the uh, the greatest hits of what wasn't in here that could have been in here 
Um, but is, is there anything else that you felt like this was missing or anything else that you were sort of expecting to see here that, that you didn't? You know, I, I'm, I remain surprised that we have not gotten a new 2D Mario game. Um, yeah. And it makes me kind of like, it makes me intrigued as to what, it just feels like they're being so cagey about 2023. Yeah. Like even the things that we know, like the second half of 2023, which a long ways away in Nintendo, you know, holds their cards close. But right. the fact that like they announced Pikmin 4 for next year, but didn't show any footage, like it just feels like some of this is like cagey in a way that Nintendo usually is not. Yeah. Well, and like what's interesting here is like, you know, I know we mentioned all of like the the, the big rumored things already, but like, yeah, I st- I I believe that a Metroid Prime remake is ready to go, right, and has been for a while. And like, what are they waiting for? Like, what what is it? Where are these Zelda ports? Like, right. um, and you know, not not in like a I'm owed it, so give it to me kind of way, but it in just like what's going on? Like, what what are they really? Because you know, we we uh, yesterday we were talking about um, would it make sense to even put out these long Zelda games uh, w- when the new Zelda game is like going to come out soon and like the games ha- take so long to get through that like you don't want to burn people out. But like you could put out Wind Waker tomorrow and then like eight months later when uh, Tears right. of the Kingdom come out, like people will have played what they were going to play of it. Will be. Uh, to give it a rest and be ready to play again. So, um, yeah, I just, it's, it's, it's fascinating to think like, what have they got in the chamber? What are they holding it for? And what does 2023 bring? Yeah, totally. Um, all right, Mark, let's close out our conversation about the Nintendo direct from September, 2022. And of course we'd love to hear everyone else's feedback about, uh, how they, felt about uh th- this presentation things you liked things you didn't like were there any games here that we didn't give enough of a fair shake to hmm? maybe could have been could have been did we uh give up on our farm count halfway through yeah yeah well, we did that uh that's criticism that i'll take um is there anything that we're giving too much leeway to should we not be excited about raincoat you know like let us know um right into us nintendo cartridge society at gmail.com and that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the episode, you should share it on Facebook or Twitter. Let people know that there are two friendly guys having a fun conversation about Nintendo Directs out in a sea of uh, people being grumpy about it um, and send them over to us. We would appreciate that a lot if you did. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is, is at Nin Cart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening.